I'm Craig Fisher, and this is Inside Talent. Hey, it's Craig Fisher, and I'm here with my buddy Jim Durbin. He is the Director of Recruitment Marketing for PSG Global, a company that I've got a lot of experience with. He is also known, suspiciously, as the Indeed Whisperer. <laughs> We're going to talk today about recruitment marketing, job advertising, job boards, your process and how it affects your conversion rate and all kinds of other things that you're probably thinking about, but don't even know you should be on top of. And so, Jim, welcome. What's going on with you? Uh, just kind of fascinated. You know, uh, you and I grew up staffing and then into marketing and somehow in the last three, four years, I've been entirely with advertising. Now mm -hmm. I, I went from having a team of 140 people, uh, which was a lot of reporting to having a team of one, but I get to play with the matrix all day. So I get all these millions of dollars and hundreds of thousands of applicants flowing through my fingers. And I, I just get to play in Excel and power BI heaven all day. So right. it's been, uh, it's interesting to see, especially now, because I kind of feel like after the pandemic, everything's new again. It's very hard to learn old lessons because everything has changed. And uh, I'm just fascinated. We're not talking about it more uh, with the, the fact that all of our budgets are exploding. Where are we getting these candidates? What's the new normal look like? What can we do? Um, but I'm just kind of curious why we're not talking about it a lot more. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting because your uh, constituency of candidates and mine have been similar over the last couple of years uh, during the pandemic and beyond, and now it's almost three years going, right? Um, right. it's been, it's, it's a lot of retail warehouse, supply chain, healthcare, things like that. Right. And right. It's volume stuff. And, but it's the stuff that we have a deficit in the workforce. Right. And right. it's traditionally hard to find in mass and hard to market to. Uh, let's be honest. I mean, right. we have to use evil tools like Indeed. <laughs> well, are they evil or are they just <laughs> despotic? I'm not quite sure. I haven't really cut down yet. They're obviously the biggest player in the in the you know in the market. And the real question is, are they going to be career builder? Are they right. going to disappear and someone's going to replace them? Are they going to make the changes that Monster and Career Builder weren't able to do when they were the top fifty percent? Um, it's a big question. You know, they're making a lot of changes. And uh, the real question for us is, are we going to allow them to make these changes for us? You know, the, the, yeah, they're, they're making a lot. Yeah, they're making a lot of indeed centric decisions. It seems like I don't think they're evil to for for the record. They're just a business doing a, right. You're doing their job. of, And they're trying to avoid bad things. And they are working on behalf of the job seeker. At the same time, every one of those things on behalf of the job seeker seems to end up with me paying more out of my budget for them. So right. while I'm sympathetic and I see why they're doing it, I don't quite buy the we're just on a mission for good. And of course, we've learned that none of these companies are on a mission for good anymore. <laughs> so I hope not to watch a Hulu version of something on Indeed uh, in seven years. I'm hoping that we can avoid that. But it scares me when they start coming up with Adam Newman-like pronouncements. The day they go vegan and everywhere indeed, and they demand we go vegan, that's how I know, that's how I know we're in trouble. <laughs> so 
Yeah. Oh, so oh, I got something for you. I got something for you. You know how we're supposed to eat bugs and, and plant protein moving forward because we're okay. saving the environment? That's right. I can't wait to go to a nice restaurant and order a, a bug steak and look at the waiter and says, but is it locally sourced? Because I don't want any of those Indonesian grasshoppers. I don't want my fl anything flown in. <laughs> you're in killing a, the carbon emissions thing if you're flying in buckets of uh, grasshoppers to make my steak. So That's right. I'm pretty sure... <laughs> Is I'm pretty local, sure I eat local cricket? <laughs> Atlantic lobster a lot uh, already. And that is about, we were just watching uh, Tommy Lee Jones and Will Smith uh, zap somebody on Jennifer's uh, office TV. And I was thinking about that exact thing. They're eating bugs and that's what we're supposed to do. So speaking I mean, I lobster. <laughs> and lobster, right. And speaking of eating bugs, all these candidate centric, things that uh, Indeed is supposedly doing uh, for the candidates like, well, there's plenty of things, but why do they still make the candidate log in uh, to see a job or anything about a company if that's their goal? Well, metrics, right? I mean, that's part of it is they want to drive everything to their platform. So once the pixel went, yeah, the Indeed pixel that disappeared last year because Google got rid of the third party cookies and the pixel was designed to give you extra information. Here's my leads, here's my applicants, and here's my hires. So the whole point of the pixel firing all the way through is so that when they came to you, they can say, this is how it's performing, and they can test it themselves to, to have a better experience to get more hires. The problem is, is that I would never give my data over to another company, um, certainly not one that can instantly change prices or remove me or make a change that, that doesn't work for me. They want it all inside, and I understand that, but part of the problem is, are you a small business? Are you a medium-sized business? Or are you a high-volume RPO? You cannot have the same thing for all three versions of it. But they're, we're all competing for the same jobs. We all have different ways to attach it from the dashboard. So I don't know that that's a solvable problem, but I don't want to go and I, I can't afford to go inside Indeed and have 300 people or 3,000 inside Indeed. It just it doesn't work like that. So that that's one of their challenges is how, how do you... How do you track that data and tell you how you're doing when nobody wants to share it? So I was doing uh, some strategic work for a large retailer um, recently. You know who I'm talking about. Uh, and this is the most recent one. And found that they have over 4,000 accounts uh, oh linked to them uh, in Indeed. Retail really struggles with that because every manager gets an account. Yeah. And the, yeah, this is what happens over history, over time, when you allow the field to fire up their own uh, advertisements. And so without some sort of mechanism to vet that or approve that, which we did set up at DeVita, uh, which worked out pretty good, right? Um, then you're left with years later after multiple management changes and people leaving the organization and having these accounts stay open, you're left with a lot of accounts sort of competing with themselves and a lot of uh, legacy jobs sitting out there being yeah. scraped. Um, and all of these things ruin your conversion rate and drive up your, your CPA. A lot of ways, a yeah. lot of ways. And you can't even see it. A lot of companies aren't centralized. And when you do centralize, now you've taken that away. Now you're responsible. How can you possibly be responsible for 900 locations? When we did that for people ready, we centralized it after 30 years of being separate. 
Uh, I was looking at the bill. I think we spent a uh, high seven figures. It was 2 million or so in the year before with all the individual accounts. And for Indeed, we dropped it all the way down to, I think it was 400,000. So big, big cost savings. And we raised candidates three or 400% higher than they'd ever seen before, right. which sounds great. But that one person in that one location is getting less. That's where all the noise comes from. Noise right. isn't a good thing to use, but they're so used to doing it their way. Um, and the problem is, is if you try to centralize it, they don't want to work on your leads. So the traditional salespeople and recruiter only work on what they want to work on. So even if you're giving them higher quality until they buy that that's working for them, they're going to go back to what they've always done. And that's a big caveat, right? I mean, the, the, the conundrum here is you're going to get fewer leads, but they're going to convert higher. They're going to right. be better leads. We're going to, we're going to put knockout questions in the process and we're going to make sure that they're the right people and you're not having to field a thousand candidates that aren't right, that just skew our numbers. And the fun thing is about indeed wanting good tracking is I would suggest that far less than half of their customers have an integration to their ATS now that the pixel's gone. Right. So how do we really know what's good tracking? Because what they tell us is a conversion is not a conversion. It's a lead. Right. It's just well, a lead. It's sadly, and this is not a knock on Indeed, this is a knock on everybody in TA. We don't know the difference between CPC, CPA, CPAS, how it tracks. We think we do because it's in that dashboard. But yeah. when you dig in deep, and, and directors, and how could they possibly? Who's got the time to dig into it like I've been able to the last couple of years? I mean, there's a lot of time spent staring at, at spreadsheets and checking source data. <laughs> and uh -huh. uh, I don't blame people for not having it. But there, I think we've reached a point where our budgets are high enough. And we are converting. So you and I have been fighting trying to turn recruiters into marketers for 15 years at least. That's right. Um, and I was so excited back in 2008. I was writing about recruitment marketing is the new black. And I used Carrie from Sodexo as the example because she was the first time she took someone from marketing and, and had them reporting to TA. Because that's how you do it. You, you can't just go to your marketing. You, you have to have them rolled into it. But the more you do that, more you begin to realize, I actually need eight marketers because I need an email automation. I need a database person. I need creative. Account. All of a sudden, you have a full marketing time. and Nobody wants to do that. We're not ready for it. But that's kind of where we are. Every job board is raising the prices. Every one of them is saying, you're going to get less candidates and it's going to cost more because they have to, because there are just not enough people out there. So we've got to start thinking about conversion. It's easy for you and me because that's just marketing. If I go to my marketing friends and I show them what they do, they laugh at me. They're like, you've got the easiest job in the world. I'm like, yeah, but no one else in TA seems to get this because it really is basic stuff. It's just not what we've ever done before. Yeah, but you can't, take, you can't take any marketer or any marketing team that has never done recruitment and plug them in and say, go get them because that doesn't work either. It's even no worse. worse. Yeah, it's way worse. They're used to much bigger budgets. They're not actually able to measure outside unless you're buying a widget off a website. Right. They're not consumer. able to measure that's all right. the rest of the stuff that's out there. And that's what recruiting is, is it's human beings. So they're like, look, I gave you a bunch of leads. And they, you're right. They, they don't understand. And they don't want to. Why would they care? You know, they're flying up and they're marketing offices with all the cool stuff and the sunshine while the rest of us are actually doing the work of the corporation. Um. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so one of the things that we have touched on uh, both in some of the recent talent net live conferences and some other places is 
uh, among those things that do ruin your conversion rates mm. are aging wrecks. Yeah. And, and we call them old jobs because they're not aging wrecks. It's different. Should we um, tell them the secret? Because <laughs> they're not going to believe this. We won't tell them how to fix it. We could. I'll let you decide if you're going to fix it. But we'll tell them the problem. Your jobs are old. Your jobs are old. You don't Your know they're old. old. Right. If you ask Indeed, they will tell you if you put money towards an old job, it, that you're just refreshing. Because that was the problem. Is refreshing used to be. I saw an old Lou Adler thing from 20 years ago. They published an ERE. That's right. They're talking about refreshing you a job. Refresh your job. Is, you can't refresh jobs. You have not been able to for 15 years, but it's in the it's it's in the diary of uh, or it's in the 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 dictionary of every person in TA. Oh, just refresh the jobs. Yeah. You can't because it's tracking it by IP. It's tracking it by title ID. And every ATS, what we found is that when people create a new job, it's using a template. That template has JSON metadata in it that tells Indeed and the rest of, of the internet, hey, this is an old job. So you'll find a job that's five years old. Well, you can't, no one's going to click on that, even if you put money towards it. So when you try to explain the problem, Someone will say, oh, no, no, we solved that with the date. And you're like, have you ever actually dug into the guts and looked at the index then? That's right. No one knows how to do that. And once you do, that's 20% of your spend. If you can fix that, which is not easy, you because you, you really have to dig down deep to the, to the, the actual self-creation of a job. If you don't do that, you're overpaying 20%. But Jim, we changed the rec ID. <laughs> you think you did. Yeah, just the child changing an, a B to an A <laughs> is basically what they're doing, but it's that's not right. changing it in the underlying system. Correct. And when you tell people that, they're like, that's not possible. And you're like, I just look at it because they've yeah. never looked at it before. When you look at the campaign yeah. at the origination date, you'll find that your job is, in fact, three years old. <laughs> Even if you created it on Thursday, because that's right. From a have, it's network overhead. It's that stuff I tried to talk about years ago. I try to just insert that in and now it's true. So I'm kind of happy network overheads killing your advertising dollars. How old's your template, right? Yep. These are the questions you need to ask yourself. How old's your template? How many jobs do you fire up that are just evergreen all the time from that template? Right. And how old do they look, not just to Indeed, but also to Google? Yeah, that's a big aspect of it. And they're very similar on those. Because especially now with the valid through dates and other things in Google, that's right. That is, uh, if you're not getting 10% of your traffic from organic from Google, your, your jobs aren't posted right. And it's that's right. Not to do. Yeah. And you don't have to have Google for jobs for this, by the way. Um, I, we do have a fun vendor that does a really cool job of Google for jobs. Maybe we'll get them to sponsor this episode. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, just Google organic, I mean, your jobs are getting scraped no matter what. If they're done, if they're done right. And this is they're where the right. weird stuff, little things that people don't know. You don't write out, you don't put PT in a title. You would write out part-time, but you really shouldn't have that in the title because that'll be in a filter anyway. So there's some time. So we've been doing this. I've been at PSG now for a year and my campaigns, we came and we had big changes. So I've shared some of those with you. We went from $2.14 average for desktop remote people. I'm getting them for 14 cents now. I was bragging to you at 25 to 30 cents. Now it's 14 and it's all, I'm getting medical imaging technologists for less than $2. And what's happened is if you, if you correct it, so it's not just fixing your campaigns, 
if you if you really dig into whatever ATS you have and you fix your process, where you're posting your jobs, you know the right titles, that cleanliness over time leads to what I end up calling the golden month where you don't have to make changes and you keep seeing improvements because uh, advertising is a zero-sum zero game. It's not like most of what people hear. So say, say I put $10,000 into a deed campaign, I'd get 1,000 candidates. The average person goes, well, if I put $20,000 in, I'll get 2,000 candidates, right? And the answer is no, you might get 1,100. They're like, wait, oh, what? <laughs> because there's a sweet point in that part in advertising, but it also if I'm doing it and you come along the next day and post all your jobs, guess what? My costs go up. There's no way. I mean, so there's a lot of factors that go into it. So it's not linear. So you basically have to remove all of your bad habits. And once you've done that over a period of time, the problem is now you have an artificial floor and all your execs start doing well. This is the dirty secret of TA. Um, if you give them to, we, we love, oh, I, I increased candidates 200%. But you didn't talk to any of them. You know, the average is three to 14 days, depending on what kind of job, to talk to a candidate. And these candidates are gone in the space of minutes it's, uh, sometimes. That's right. We uh, So PSG, the reason I like them is literally when people apply, we can talk to you within 90 seconds. You apply 90 seconds. But that doesn't work for a high-end developer. Like it freaked me out if someone called and said do an interview after I applied for a job. <laughs> you push enter. Hello? Yeah. Greg? I mean, we <laughs> literally, that's what we do. <laughs> But if you're for, for the problem is, is and this is why indeed it tends to have a bigger problem with drop offs, because I can go click eight different jobs in place. And That's if right. I don't get an immediate call, I can do eight more tomorrow with that quick apply. Quick apply is the absolute death. Well, also, you're not keeping track. You think indeed's keeping track. And so you go back and look at your activity, but you're not keeping track of that either. And we're not, but indeed is they actually no, no, indeed is, but you the can, you the candidate is not. Oh no, no, you're not paying attention, and you're getting all these emails from them. I That's applied, right. I did a, a fake application to test something, and I got 25 emails from Indeed in 22 days. Yeah, basically saying if the job you applied for is bad, here's a better paying one. Did you know if you go search your client and career site, Indeed is buying the ad to drive your traffic to to Indeed instead of your career site? That's right. I'm like, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> You're yeah. stealing our traffic. Well, and there's a, there's a bunch of other, right, interlopers that are, are doing the same oh, thing. God, that the, we'll, for the Tarda ones and the other right. ones. Charge a job candidate to apply. Oh, my goodness. That's some crazy stuff. But if your stuff is clean, I figure that's on you. It's like, we don't even know that. We don't even apply for our own jobs. And, and let's surprised. let's explain this to uh, my sister in Tulsa. What Jim means by if your stuff is clean, that means you've gotten out of your own way with all of your bad process, all of your duplicate jobs, all of your multiple accounts uh, all over the place on Indeed that are competing with each other, all of your same in-region or in-city jobs that are competing with yep. each other that are exactly the same, all of the lots of there's 76 different things that right. you can that you can flip levers to clean up that then you're out of your own way and you have far less competition because you're not competing with yourself. And that's why it's hard. I can't just come in and fix your campaigns. We can do little things. Like I come in and audit it and fix some campaigns, but you have to you have to be able to convince the the client delivery teams and the recruiters and the store managers to get along with it. And there's a lot of bad information. So I actually just got a letter. I, I love my client success managers at Indeed. I don't like most software folks because their job is just to stall you till someone important comes along. Yeah. But I, I love my folks at Indeed. I love my folks at AppCast. I love the folks at Pando. Uh, 
because they, they listen and they try to figure it out. Uh, I actually got an email and I'll send it to you that says Indeed doesn't give you, it's a bad idea to search Indeed and look for your jobs unless you're the person looking for it. So if you're the CEO or the director of TA and you're wondering why your job is not at the top of the listings, it's because they're doing their job. So you don't I actually fit the have, profile. That's right. I finally got a letter that instead of having to explain it to everybody that you're not seeing your jobs at the front, they don't want you to, they're doing it well. So now I have a letter for that, but I've got an apocryphal story. I don't know if it's true. I've heard it was true. Um, do you know what the cost is for Amazon to put all of their jobs at the very tippy top of the search results in Atlanta for one month? What would be the cost to make sure that you, the number one job is always an Amazon job one month, just in Atlanta, all of their jobs in Atlanta. Okay. Let's call that maybe 15,000 jobs. It's a lot of jobs. <laughs> I mean, come on. It's I Amazon. Know, I don't know how many total, but Justin, just to make sure that your leads are on top, how much do you think it costs them one month? Uh, well, I would say that a large enterprise company might spend mm, $100,000 a month on the whole country. So let's call it, let's call it 100K. $500,000. One month, <laughs> one city to keep your jobs at the very top. This is why Indeed took uh, sponsored away because what's funny about it, the dirty secret for years is that you wanted to be on the third or fourth reply. I call them garbage time results. It wasn't because it actually works better. You wanted to be on the third or fourth results of cert pages, which is the exact opposite of Google. You go to Google, the idea was to be in the top 10, but now there's so many ads. You can't even get to the places you want in Google anymore. It was the same thing with indeed as you kind of search. I mean, that's a lot of money. Yeah. And when you say it, their eyes pop. And they're like, okay. And then here's the letters telling you why not to do it. Because they, they remembered being able to post to Craigslist. It's like people who want to post to Craigslist four times a week. That's right. You're like, it's not free anymore. <laughs> That's true. But, you know, uh, all those folks in the field, they think they know better. And it, this, uh, I'll tell you, honestly, this is one of the reasons I love what I get to do. Because I get to actually have those convincing conversations with the owners of the field teams and with the owners of the organizations and right. And, and get to convince people to actually start cleaning this stuff up yep. little by little, but it takes a while. Right. Right. Uh, so we're having good fun here on the inside talent podcast. It's me and Jim Durbin. We've been uh, hanging out, having these conversations for many, many years. Uh, we've got uh, some fun, uh, forums that we're going to be talking about this stuff in coming up soon. Uh, we will both be at the Candies Gala Awards Conference that is partnered this year with TalentNet Live. So it is the Candies plus TalentNet Live uh, in Las Colinas, Texas at the West End there um, on November 2nd and 3rd. And uh, lots of your favorite speakers will be there on hand uh, from TalentNet's Your and uh, and the Candies. Uh, Kevin Grossman is our partner in this as well, and uh, we're looking forward to that. And you'll have more conversations like this uh, from Jim and I uh, that those couple of days. So I think you can go to the talentboard.org or talentnetlive.com uh, to click through to get your 
early bird tickets for that. It's a good time. It's a nice hotel too. It is a nice hotel. There will be uh, multiple parties. Uh, after day one on November 2nd, there'll be a party. And then after day two, there will be a party. And um, uh, drinks will be served. Food will be eaten. It, it won't be, be 100 uh, degrees outside. It won't be 100. It'll be beautiful. It'll be freaking beautiful. <laughs> It'll be perfect. We, yeah. We did this uh, last year uh, in November or something like that. And um, then a couple of years before that, right, same time for the a Suite at the Table event. And it is, that's a good time to be in Texas. Right. right. Yeah. Well, it's always a good, but I see your point. It's always a good time to be in Texas. You know, we tricked my sister into moving down here now. Now yeah. my, the rest of my family is like, oh, we should move back too. Slowly well, and surely. Lucky you. We'll see. Well, Austin, far enough away that they're close, but not like next door. So well, that's what we want. <laughs> okay. Well, um, Stay tuned. Jim and I may be doing more of this uh, sort of thing uh, as we go along. Uh, we've got a lot of interesting conversations that we say, man, we should have recorded that. And so uh, you might hear from us again uh, in the near future. Um, look for Jim coming up on the Chad and Cheese podcast coming up hey. at the end of uh, August. That's right. Thanks for having me, Greg. It's always hey, a boys. pleasure chatting with you. Jim, good to see you. Thanks, guys. Thanks.